Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, everybody say, it's a me. It's, it's a, a me. me. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. Super excited for tonight's episode. We are also joined by host, producer, and Voke Kirk from the Mass Adventum podcast, Matt Acevedo! Hey! Oh, we made it! This is so refreshing. I'm like, I have so much energy all of a sudden. (laughs) This is so refreshing. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, my God. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us, Matt. We are going to be talking today about uh, video games or video game series that we think should be getting the Pokemon Snap treatment. What do we mean by that? Well, we'll talk about that in a second. First, we just got to mention, of course, the Sonic Forces borrowing program. Would you like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces? Uh, You can, or you can get on the list, too, at any rate. Uh, All you got to do is email us at NintendoCartridgeSociety at gmail.com and give us a mailing address so I can send you my copy of Sonic Forces. Uh, Mark, what might be in there instead? Untitled Goose Game. Might be Untitled Goose Game. Uh, you've got no say, no say over which one you get. Uh, so don't, uh, don't try to sway me one way or the other. I've got no control. It's, uh, it's in the goose's hands. Wings. The goose's wings? The goose's bill. Do, do geese have bills or? They must, what do you right? call? Yeah. Beak? <laughs> Mark, what else are we doing? Uh, we're also giving away a copy of Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Ooh, I got to get it right. Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp at the Encore for the Encore. Nintendo Switch. We're giving away a code for the US eShop. Um, all you got to do to enter is write into us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. In the subject <laughs> line, include Sharp FE, that is Sharp, like the pound sign FE. And in the subject, Tell us who your Mirage would be. A Mirage, of course, is like who gives you power, your avatar in battle. Um, And send this to us by March 15th. The days are few. Time is precious. Mm -hmm. The clock is ticking. I'm running out of metaphors for letting you know how little time you have. If only we had more time, you could come up with more (laughs) metaphors. Uh, And of course, uh, what you write about who your Mirage uh, would be has no effect on the likelihood that you would be selected. Zero. Um, but please, uh, you know, continue writing in uh, fun and clever things because I like reading them. Um, and then Mark and I will, uh, at that point, reveal who our mirages would be. Um, Matt, as long as you're here, yeah, who would who would your mirage be? It could be. Now, this is not limited to, um, you know, Fire Emblem characters or even Nintendo characters. Who would be your avatar in battle? Oh man, it would probably be like Monkey D. Luffy from like from one piece because you know he's got that fiery spirit you know he's strong uh like i think i would i would want to help him get back to you know the grand line (laughs) because that's like part of the game is like we gotta get this guy back (laughs) to his world you know um and i don't know i think we'd be really good buds i think i I just feel Mm -hmm. like we are one even now i feel like he's with me you know 
And uh, what that, more can you ask for? Yeah. And that that's a perfect answer. So everyone take note. Um, also, <laughs> a Nintendo character, uh, technically. Technically. technically sure. Technically. Um, oh, yeah. But Patrick, you bring up a great point. Who you put down has no bearing. The way we're going to choose it is we're going to take all the entries and we will randomly select uh, a winner from it. But so you can't yeah. sway us by saying like, oh, Patrick b- would be my mirage. It's not going to work. <laughs> right. Don't also, do that. I don't, don't do that. I don't want to be anyone's mirage. <laughs> Patrick would be like, just, you would just be, accept that you're like a go. You're like, you know, like, this is it. This is it. I don't, yeah, know, I don't need true. to go back. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I know I'm not going back. This is what I do now. <laughs> just settle into a nice, comfortable rut. Um, all right, that's enough of that. Let's get into our main topic. Let's talk about games that should get the Pokemon Snap treatment. Now, before we get into our lists, I think a couple things that we need to establish. First of all, uh, what do we... No, maybe, maybe that's second. Maybe the second step will be what do we mean by games that should get the Pokemon uh, Snap treatment. But just uh, first... What are our uh, various relationships to Pokemon Snap and our excitement levels for a new Pokemon Snap? Yeah. Um, you know, I actually, as a kid, I, it was one of those things where I never owned it, but I would rent it like every other week at Blockbuster or mm-hmm. Super Duper Video, uh, which was our local video store. But I, I rented it all the time. And I, I remember like desperately trying to figure out how to find Mew because my neighbor, James Cullen, um, I, I don't know if, if I should be saying people's names. What up, James? Hey, what up, James? <laughs> shout out to James. He was like, oh, dude, like you could get Mew. You could, ca- you could see Mew in the game. I'm like, and I, I believed it. And like, I couldn't figure it out until I was like older. And I was like, oh my gosh, he was telling the truth the whole time. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, you do have some like it, for for you it was like a, a a social thing or like you were able to like hear like rumors and secrets about it from like friends and like dig into it that way. Yeah, but I still got to play it and stuff, and I yeah. I you know I learned like all the tricks by like throwing like uh, I forgot it was was it like Charmander or someone like you th- went, you throw them to like lure them into the lava and they emerge like Charizard. I think that was Charmander, uh, unless it was another fire type. You know, but it was like those little. I remember like being able to yeah. figure that stuff out. But the Mew thing I thought was just like a total crap. I I was like this isn't real. I can't figure yeah. it out. Wait, you so know? so how do you see Mew in the original Pokemon Snap? I don't remember. But I think you have to. I think you have to snap every single Pokemon, oh. and it's literally like a moon stage. Like it's like a moon stage where Mew's like all over. Like he's like flying around super fast, and you're trying to catch. It's literally just like a moon stage. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And it sounds like something like a th- like a third grader it would make does up. It does fake. It sounds totally fake. That's yeah. a that's a my uncle works at Nintendo uh, style rumor right there. <laughs> it totally is, man. But I love that game. I was obsessed with it. You know, I mean, I rented it all the time. You know, yeah, Mark. Uh, did did you do you have any experience with the original Pokemon Snap? Oh, like I never rented it. I sought it like friend's house, and I played it like at the demo stations at Blockbuster. But like sure. I never, I didn't entirely understand it at the time. And I think like um, because I I only ever interacted with it really in those like demo stations where you know you're also trying to like look through the horror films that, before your parents come over. You know, you're like sure. looking at yeah. all the video boxes. Um, so time is precious at a blockbuster, but, uh, no. So for me, I actually think that I'm probably more amenable to it now than I would have been then. 
Because like now when somebody tells me, oh, like this is an opportunity for you to be in this like really cute world, just interacting and taking pictures of these like really cute Pokemon. I'm like, yes, that sounds super appealing. That is 100% how I want to spend my time. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's that's sort of where I was too, is like when, when the game came out, like, uh, you know, the, the, that was a little bit after Pokemon Stadium was out. And yeah. like, I remember like being totally enamored with, with Pokemon Stadium and the ability to take my Pokemon from, you know, red um, and like put it into the cart thing that goes in the back of the controller. And then they're suddenly on the screen. Like that was magic, right? That blew um, my mind, dude. That was like unreal. Like, it's look still, at technology. I mean, Man, that uh, yeah, it is lock on or uh, lock. Is, <laughs> do they call it lock on technology? The the Sonic and Knuckles thing where you put the Sonic and Knuckles and then you put Sonic Three on top <laughs> yeah, of it. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, <laughs> lock on technology. Um, yeah, but so I, you know, I, I remember like getting that and understanding like, okay, this is a way to play Pokemon on the Nintendo sixty four. And then when uh, Snap came around, I I was like, okay, but I'm then I'm not playing. That I'm not playing the game anymore, right? Like, I still had that like hurdle in my head. Um, like, I think the same way that I probably wouldn't have been into Animal Crossing at that time because I'd be like, "What's the game? What am I doing?" Um, yeah. And, and now, just the idea of like existing in a world is so much more. And look, not just because I've been stuck in my house for the last <laughs> year straight, um, but you know, just like the the opportunity to exist in a more magical or, like you said, Mark, like this cute world um, is super appealing to me now. Yeah, and do you guys remember that uh, th- there used to be a thing at Blockbuster they had a kiosk where you could, like, I don't remember how it worked because, it, I mean, this was when I was a kid, but you could print out, like, photos. Yeah. Like a little yeah. strip from the game of, like, your Pokemon photos, which was crazy. Yeah. What? No, I mean, it, this was an era when we were printing stuff out, Matt. Like, this. <laughs> do, you, do you remember the Game Boy uh, a camera had a printer? Yeah. 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 Is it a crazy little thing? Yeah. I can't believe that worked, dude. And you know what's crazy about it, too? Like, this is might be showing, like, I guess my age or something. I don't know. Like, how, like, I think I was, I was, like, in that moment, like, I think that was the first franchise that I realized, like, spun off from, like, an original series. I remember being like, like, wow, they're making other games based off of, like, Pokemon <laughs> Red. Wow. Like, that was, like, when it clicked for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, it kind of blew my mind. And then that led to like, hey, you Pikachu and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, look at all this love this game's getting. It kind of like, that was like, that looked like, even though there have been so many Mario games and spinoffs like that I w- had played, like, I don't think I realized like Yoshi's Island was like a spinoff of Mario Bros for like a while, you know, but, um, but anyways. Yeah. Well, no, no. I mean, that's, that's like a, a legit thing to be like sort of wowed by though, especially because like. And we talked about this a, a little bit, um, Mark, when you and I talked about the uh, that Pokemon Pre- uh, Presents um, video from last week, um, where they just like went through all of like the games and cards and you know various little peripherals. Um, like Pokemon was so into things that you had to like plug into your game or plug into your um, uh, controller or whatever. Like all this hardware, all this extra hardware, all these peripherals that went with it. Like it is remarkable that this franchise inspired so much of that well especially because like poke i mean we take for granted how huge pokemon is now and how like yes. ubiquitous it is that it's everywhere but that was not always the case so for a while anything that they were rolling out was like brand new it was like we've never seen pokemon do this before yeah <laughs> like pinball pinball was something that like blew my mind it was it was crazy did it, on the, uh, well didn't that have rumble feature too I, it, so crazy yeah 
Yeah, yeah. So that's like a, another hardware thing that they built the rumble. Right, it was the rumble and not like a, a tilt thing. Um, yeah. in, into the actual uh, cartridge itself. Did you guys see that Pokemon uh, 20th anniversary with or 25th anniversary with Post Malone? And before that, it showed like the, that was pretty weird. Like I don't know, it's like Post Malone, Hootie and the Blowfish, and like and, you know, and like Groudon. So it was really yeah, weird. it's like it's like someone pulled uh, now proper nouns out of a hat, right? Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. But before that, they had a video that was literally showing. I think it was before the direct, actually, of uh of like every single product they ever yeah. made, yeah, like, yeah. Like, up till now, and I, that kind of blew my mind. Yeah. How much of that I actually had too, you know? <laughs> yes. Did you have the little glow wand that when you shook it back and forth, like uh, the Pikachu showed up? No, no one had that. Not. Come on. That one's make-believe. They put one fake thing in there, and that was it. <laughs> um, so, okay. Uh, Pokemon Snap, then. Uh, what, what, what do we mean when we, when we say that, like, another game would get the treatment of Pokemon, uh, of Pokemon Snap? And uh, I'll start with how I interpreted it, how I interpreted this, um, is a way to interact in a, like, peaceful or passive way with a game's world and or characters without having to engage in the specific systems of that game. Mm. Mm. Is, is mostly how I'm seeing it. I mean, I, I think I that's mean, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no argument for me. <laughs> very good. Very good. Uh, well, who would like to, g- I'll, I'll go first. How about that? I'll, I'll, I will go with my first. We each came with a, a, a couple uh, different e- examples here. Um, so my first one is a little bit off of the like strictly Nintendo um, path, uh, and I started wide and then realized I actually wanted to be much more specific. Um, so I've really been enjoying the uh, Blizzard Arcade Collection, uh, in particular uh, Lost Vikings and Blackthorn. Uh, they're super fun, and they have like great history um, segment to them and like uh, concept art and stuff like that. So it made me really wish that there was a way for me to interact with Blizzard games that didn't mean that didn't make me play Blizzard games. <laughs> um, and at first, I was like, it really just boils down to two, right? To like World of Warcraft slash mm. like the World of Warcraft and Overwatch. Um, and then I was like, well, wow, sort of all like Hearthstone kind of already is that, right? Like if I want to let myself get involved in like a card game in the mechanics of a card game i can deal with those characters and 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 that sort of stuff so now i'm just reducing it to specifically overwatch because look i'm not good at first person shooters i don't like playing online games where i'm definitely going to disappoint everyone on my team um but i think the characters are so cool uh and like i love the implied history of like what Overwatch was and like what it did and how it broke up. Um, and like if I could just spend time like going through the different big events in Overwatch's history as like, I don't know, someone just documenting it. Um, yeah. I feel like that'd be so cool. Yeah, that'd be super, super cool, man. Um, mo- most of what my Overwatch like anxiety comes down to is not wanting to disappoint uh, strangers online. Yeah, I get that, uh, and I mean the worlds are so. I, I I mean you look at the levels and everything, even like the like the animatics that they make for for the game. That's there's a lot yeah. to to explore, you know, a lot a lot of really great geography, cityscapes, all that kind of stuff. 
so in this game, are you like the Matthew Brady of these Overwatch battles where you're like you're like a photojournalist whose job it is yeah. to like document like what's going yeah. on, sure. share with the masses? I mean, yeah, that that makes sense that that you'd be a photo a photojournalist or like uh someone who's working with like the Ken Burns of the Overwatch uh universe. <laughs> yes. Right? So you yep. just need to take a lot of still photos that he can then pan over slowly for his documentary. Yeah. You could add in a mechanic to I mean this this might get weird, Matt, but it's okay. I'm gonna say anyways. Uh like you could add a mechanic like like cause you know, like Overwatch is the is the like the heroes, the league like they're like our they're like the first responders, basically, right. right? Uh so it's like maybe it's this guy you're following them, but like how are you gonna spin it? Are you gonna spin it like mm. like ah, <laughs> oh, they're bad for society or like oh they're oh they're they're doing their job, you know? Yeah, sure. So like you could choose to either be like documenting it, I guess accurately, uh, or um, being like a J. Jonah Jameson type, <laughs> yes. and being like, "Yeah, I like that." Give me yeah, a picture, put a little just bit tracer. Of a... <laughs> <laughs> put a little bit of a bit of a morality system into your uh, Overwatch snap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that 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 that's my first pick. That's fun, man. I think it would be good. It's so like the that world is so colorful and like the characters are so bright and like fun looking and like I don't know. I every, every time I see the uh like the little videos when uh you know they're like when they were teasing characters or whatever. Um everything's like well acted and animated and like just you know just let me let me see that. Yeah. That's good. What uh yeah. Yes, Matt. Do you want to go next, Mark? No, no, no. Go for it. I'd love you to. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, so while we're on the topic of like reporters and stuff, I also had like a reporter pick kind of a thing. Uh where you're where you're uh it would be for Earthbound and you're like you're a photographer for like on it news and uh <laughs> you know, and you're taking pictures of like everyone and every, and like, you know, like getting the scoop and everything, but like you're actually following like a trail to like you know a bigger mystery that leads to this cosmic level kind of thing but you're just like following along taking pictures of everything uh i think that that world has like a lot of fun creatures and i think it'd be really cool to have like this weird kind of twist on it just like just like the overwatch thing we were kind of thinking the same thing there um <laughs> but i think that would be really cool for sure i wonder in in your head or do you imagine that it would be like um it's still in that like 16-bit art style or are you fully like rendering it at this point oh man uh, I kind of like it 16-bit, but, like, in the perspective, like, first person, you know? Like Doom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, kind of like, like, it's honestly kind of like Doom or, like, early Minecraft, you know? Like, everything looks all pixelated and stuff. Um, That's, uh, Matt, this is a, a great pick. It was, It is also one of my picks. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the, there is, in, in the original Earthbound, or, you know, the Mother 2, there is a cameraman who shows up um, at like, you know, two or three different, like two or three, like dozen different points in the game just to like take Ness's picture and like the picture of like the party members. Um, so like you could just be that character. Yeah. You could be the cameraman. He's already in the game. Yeah. That'd be really cool. And, and you can, you make it a shorter campaign for people who haven't played Mother 2 uh, to kind of get the gist of it. <laughs> through the lens well, of the and journals. like. And all of them, right? Like, for, for all intents and purposes, the only Earthbound, the only mother game that we have is Earthbound, right? Like, yeah. Earthbound Beginnings is playable on the Wii U if you have a Wii U. 
and you downloaded you know you know what i mean like that's it's, it's such a hard weird way to get it and then mother three of course famously never localized um and uh you know it's not even like earthbound is on the super nes switch online like these are games that are mostly buried that are hard for new people to interact with but it's such a big part of super smash brothers right like there are yeah. two characters multiple levels and it's just like we should know we should not have to dig through wikis to figure out who these characters are. <laughs> we should be able to play as the cameraman. I totally agree, man. And it'd be like a chill time, you know? Cause I mean, on it's pretty totally. peaceful for the most part, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we were, uh, no, it's just, we, we, we were talking about, uh, earthbound on a recent episode. Um, when we were doing, uh, our Mario vision episode, uh, and it, it, it makes me realize that I I want to spend a lot more time in the Earthbound universe, but I kind of hate playing the game. Like it's it's like all the worst parts of uh, Dragon Quest, um, and I'm like I don't have I don't have like the patience for that anymore. And you can't speed it up or anything like that. Can't. Or right. Oh you know, man. Yeah, I get it. Well, I think the thing about like an Earthbound snap is that the like the world of Earthbound and like the characters are like. Some of it's unsettling and very weird. And so you could yeah. either like have levels that kind of embrace that, or if you wanted, you could just like n- ignore all of that stuff. And just go for like the homey Americana. Yeah, of it. yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I <laughs> like taking the pictures idea. at the shopping mall. <laughs> <laughs> I also like the idea that like even if you get the weird pictures, you know, you like get to like make the headline, like the tabloid headlines. <laughs> it's like monster from the unknown i don't know like like make it all <laughs> no, that'd be good that'd be good that you <laughs> could write the headlines that'd be awesome well speaking of journalists um i also have one that involves photojournalism and it is marvel ultimate alliance snap <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh that's be- cool because one of the uh one of the things that i was like considering when i was making my list of like games is like ooh, what like uh games or what franchises have a colorful cast of characters that you would want to see like interacting with each other. So my pitch for Marvel Ultimate Alliance Snap is that you are Peter Parker, Daily Bugle contract photographer, and when there's like a cataclysmic event that threatens like the Marvel multiverse, J. Jonah Jameson reluctantly agrees to pay for you to like go globetrotting, to get up close and personal photographs of Marvel heroes and villains, but the quality of your photos like matter because if he's not happy with your work, you have to pay him back part of your advance. Whoa. Whoa. That's very J. Jonah Davis. <laughs> <laughs> well, so let me ask you this. You're Peter Parker. Famously, Peter Parker is Spider-Man, right? So are you able to use Spider-Man abilities to like get, fr- I mean, first of all, are you there as Spider-Man or are you there as Peter Parker? I guess you're there as both, right? Like, yeah. That's the whole Peter Parker thing. Yeah, no, I know. Like, I, I, I get that. But like, is it because it is a globetrotting thing, right? So like, right. if he's if he's there in the costume and then he can just take pictures and like, that's fine. Yeah. Um, or like, do, does he like, you know, sign up with them in street clothes and then like can't change because it'll like give it away. <laughs> yeah, I bet I the way I envision it is you start where it's just like, no, you're like restricted. Um, you are just Peter Parker. And then as the game goes on and maybe like the climax is you're able to like use your uh, Spider-Man powers. Maybe J. Jonah Jameson is basically like Adam Malkovich from uh, Metroid Other M 
And every once in a while, you know, he's like, I'm just checking in with you, Peter. You're about to, you know, get into your Spider-Man gear. And he's like, hey, just checking up. Do you have time for a FaceTime? And so, sure. you know, you're just not able to. So he to. busts you back down. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. I like the justification that Peter Parker could say, too. Like, there's this, you know, big old cataclysm happening and everything. And and uh, Peter Parker is like, the great power comes great responsibility. But the people need to know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I hey, have to document look, that's, this. That's important, too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they have other, but Miles Morales, and even look, Spider Gwen's here from a different multiverse, so we're cool. <laughs> I gotta take some photos. <laughs> I mean, look, if uh, if WandaVision taught us nothing else, it's that normal people in the Marvel universe are incredibly well educated about what happens in big yeah. battles between Thanos and the Avengers, right? So, like, someone had to be there to like see it and document it, and it may as well be Peter Parker. Yeah, I agree. He's the right age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Mark, that's that that's a good pick. I, I feel like that's uh still sort of a stressful game experience. Yeah, I guess potentially. I mean, the nice thing about the Ultimate Alliance like franchise, especially the third game, is that it is very like comic booky, like it's very um uh cartoony and very colorful. And so it doesn't it's not like as serious as like the Marvel movies, which I wouldn't even say are like that serious. But uh, right. I think the game would have, like, a fun bent to it. Yeah. I need to uh, beat that game still. I got, I got, me too. Like, I didn't want to grind. I got to the point where I'm like, I got to grind? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, for my next pick, uh, I am picking F-Zero. Now, don't get me wrong. Oh. I love the gameplay of F-Zero. I love the, like, you're going so fast you can barely even see what's going on. Um, but I also really like the aesthetics of F-Zero, and I don't think I enjoy them at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. I, do, like, I don't think that the racing is the perfect vehicle to experience. Like, at, 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 you know, whenever the last game was out, there's over 40 characters in F-Zero, and they all are, like, you know, aliens or robots or men from the past frozen and, like, brought back to life. And, uh, you know, like, it's it's some crazy stuff. It takes place in the 26th century on Earth, and there are death races being sponsored by, like, the super elite mega rich. Um, like, someone should be documenting that, right? <laughs> Can I pitch that we title this one F-Zero Photo Finish? Ooh. Oh. oh. Mark. That was... Yes, you oh, may. My. I just feel like we just made, like... Ten billion dollars right now, <laughs> just from that pitch. Um, I I pulled a couple paragraphs from the uh, wiki entry on um, F Zero just in general because like I feel like uh, the story of these games is something that we kind of like o- overlook, right? Yeah. Um. So he, here here's one paragraph that I pulled. Um, the games portray races in the future as having come under the influence of wealthy ex space merchants. Uh, they thought that a fast and violent race would be an effective way to get people to gamble, so the ex-merchants established the F-Zero Execution Project. The F-Zero Grand Prix dates back to the 26th century and is still sponsored by the wealthy elite who originally organized the Execution Project for those events. These races feature the most technologically advanced racing, racing machines uh, competing in numerous circuits of fast-paced action. It's known for its wild fans and unusually eccentric competitors. Every single one of those things need to be photographed. <laughs> Wild fans, high technology race cars, eccentric competitors. You know what I mean? Like we need we need to see all of it. 
I just love that F Zero is so '90s future. <laughs> like, yeah, so it's, it's so like you know, like Stallone. Uh, what's that Stallone movie? Or, uh, the Demolition Man, or like yes, yeah, Dread or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's it's weird how um, twisted metal it is too. Yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> like I could have just been describing twisted metal right there. Um, but that there, there's also this, and I uh, I, I never played F Zero X. Um, but uh, here, here's this paragraph. F-Zero X's storyline starts a- after the seven-year suspension of Grand Prix races due to the horrific grand finale. <laughs> the game... Yeah. Hey, hey, hang with me, guys. The game explains the horrific grand finale was a violent and fiery accident that burnt 14 drivers to death. Uh, so, like... Come on, this the game should take place during this horrific event. Oh my gosh, it's like the Hindenburg of the F Zero universe, (laughs) and your job in this game is to document it. Fun. So far, so far, a lot of these games that we're pitching are are a little stressful. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, you can't you can't not be stressed out in the F Zero universe. I I don't think. Agreed. I totally agree, man. (laughs) Uh, F Zero photo finish, Mark. Good work. <laughs> All right, Matt. What, 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 let's let's hear your next one. All right, this one I'm really excited about. Okay, this one I think could I, could be like I think this could make a lot of money. All right, I don't know why Ooh. I'm pitching this. Yeah, pitching <laughs> yeah. This, y'all. Um, this one is it's Paper Mario Captain Toad's Exploration Snap. Ooh. It's not as tight. It's not as it's not it's not good as photo finish, but it's what I thought of in the moment. So. But anyways, it's Paper Mario because the world's so colorful and vibrant, but following the Captain Toad Explorer crew. Uh, and I don't think you're Captain Toad, but you're, like, one of the ones with, like, the spirally, like, glasses, and he's actually the photographer. And you're going the blue around the one. paper. Yes, yes. Notoriously <laughs> knows the blue one. And you're going around taking photos, uh, looking for new life and stuff like that and documenting it. Uh, but what I like about the Paper Mario universe is that it can really implement a lot of, like, the original Pokemon Snap kind of mechanics by, like, throwing things at, like, like you know, just like we saw in the last Paper Mario game, like, you know, things were, like, crumbled up or, like, you know, it was like, oh, there's is that a paper airplane among birds? Or, like, you know, and all of these, like, kind of paper mechanics can be a really fun thing to kind of play with uh, to, like, reveal them in the, in the moment. Yeah, that's really cool. So when you, when you take pictures of paper... Is there something there? Like what's right? Because it's already like you're you're getting like a flat representation of something that's already flat. Or like, do you print out the photos and they're like a pop up book? Yeah, that's that that you know what that wasn't part of my idea, but I'm I'm adding it on now. Uh, you can print them out at your local blockbuster, <laughs> and they and you can make a pop up book out of them. <laughs> now, but I, I think c- it would still, I, yeah, I think it would still be two D. I don't know, like I don't think it would be like three D. Yeah, sure. Now I can't remember. Does Captain Toad make like a cameo in like uh, any of the paper, like this most recent Origami King? The only reason I ask is because if if he hasn't, it feels like a wasted opportunity. Because I'm imagining Captain Toad and the other like uh, treasure or the other um, ooh, what are they called? Toad Brigade. Yeah, the Toad Brigade. Like I'm imagining them in the style of Paper Mario, and it's adorable. Yeah, isn't it awesome? Is yeah, that, I mean, we had so cute. It, we had Professor Toad, who you might confuse for Captain Toad, because it basically looks like Captain Toad. But <laughs> well, because he's Professor a toad. toad. They're very similar. <laughs> yeah, it's a toad with like a backpack and you know, like, and, like a yeah. hat. Uh, but um, I don't, I don't think Captain Toad's actually been in 
Paper Mario. He might he might have been in the original one, but I don't think I think it's just no, this, Horror Toad. This is this is perfect though. Like I, I think this can be our intro introduction yeah, to totally Paper Captain Toad. Like I think that's it. It is past time that we have that. And the world, I mean, like just God, like. I know the last game was really great, and like I think the scenery uh, in Origami King was phenomenal. But if you even go further, like you know, Thousand Year Door, and even the original Paper Mario, and even like Paper Jam, and all these, those, you know, the DS ones, like the, there yeah. are a lot of great like species and and characters and and worlds that you could really visit and uh, and take advantage of that environment. You know that not and I, I'm not. This is not a dig at uh, Origami King because I adored that game, but. You know, I think the Toad gimmick was really great and funny, but it was for me. I just, I, I really missed that aspect of like all the different species and stuff. So I kind of, yeah, yeah. it would be a great way to incorporate all of it together. Yeah, and I, I think like the other thing with, uh, and I'm thinking specifically of Origami King, where it's like it did have so many cool environments, but for one reason or another, like they're not that populated, and so it would be fun to see like in those environments, but in like a bustling situation where like toads and other species are going about their daily life. And so that would be really fun to see. Oh, yeah. But maybe the plot is they're doing this to try to like, you know, get back. Um, There's someone who's like took a photo of Mario and he's, he's trapped in like a photo paper book. He's trapped, a paper book. He's trapped like, in the photo verse. Yeah. He's trapped in the photo verse. So it's like the toads got to bring it back. It's the it sounds like Luigi's mansion a bit, but you know, but he's literally <laughs> in a, he's literally in a photo book, a photo album. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, that's the gimmick. No, that would be so okay. So Mario is trapped in the photoverse, um, and and therefore like trapped in a photo album. And you need to document the entire world so that Mario can travel through that world. Like you're taking pictures and putting them in the book. Oh, that's so and then good. Mario can like travel through the world in the photos. Guys, I sound, I hear like five hundred million dollars right now. <laughs> yeah. That's that sounds like a Paper Mario game, and I would play this the crap a good out one. of it. That's really good. Oh god. Okay, so Mark. Fine. My next pitch is Famicom Detective Club Snap. Mm, okay, all right. Here we go. Pitching on a game none of us have played. Exactly. All right. Here so we go. I'm, so I'm excited, right? I'm excited for Famicom Detective Club. So this is what I'm imagining. Yeah. It's a Pokemon Snap slash adventure game mashup. So you play as a crime scene photographer. Uh, and so you're obviously like on the scene of a, after a crime is committed and the crimes I'm imagining are like, like we're talking like murder, she wrote level murders where it's like, yeah, there's like murders, but it's light. It's fun. Everybody's having a good time. Um, and then also there's like, except for the dead person, but there's also like theft, oh, stuff like that. And their family, of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but you know, like murder by numbers, Phoenix, Wright, Like that level of, you know, like murder's sure. bad, but we're all having a good time talking about it. Um, so your job obviously is to like, move through the crime scenes and take photos. And then after you've done a pass, you review the photos to look for clues that ultimately like help you solve the crimes. So you might have so to pass you... through these environments like multiple times. Right. So you are like a crime scene investigator. You're a crime scene photographer who just also happens okay. to be oh. really good at solving crimes. Yeah. The, the, you get in trouble a lot from your boss. It's like, you're exactly. out of your yeah. but dang it, you're good. <laughs> but you get results. You're just supposed to be taking the pictures. Leave the detecting to the detectives. <laughs> we just don't have room in our payroll right now for another detective. <laughs> I can't give you two paychecks. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's that's good. I wish I knew more about Famicom Detective 
club is that what it's called <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> okay um yeah i mean i i know nothing except that they are adventure games and what we saw in like the trailer for the last uh nintendo direct but i feel like you know as as a connoisseur a self-proclaimed connoisseur of these mystery tv shows I feel like I have an understanding of Famicom Detective Club mm-hmm. without actually having played it. You know what I mean? It's like a it's an aura that it gives off. It's like a it's a scent that I'm attracted to. I mean, yeah. I when when that when those trailers popped up in the Nintendo Direct, and mind you, when I'm watching most Nintendo things, you are like the first person I think of anyway. But you were definitely the first person I thought of when I saw <laughs> Famicom Detective Club. I was like, uh-oh, that's a Mark game. Yeah, thank you. It, thank it you. looks, honestly, I'm really excited to play. That hasn't come out yet, right? It's later this year? Yeah, May. Right. It's out in May. Oh, in uh, May? <laughs> I think I'm excited. So. <laughs> I, I love a good, like, visual novel mystery, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. But I like that um, spin. I'm excited. Yeah, it makes me want to play that game to play the picture game, you know? Yes. Also, it sort of makes me want to uh, go back and replay Murder by Numbers. And it, which Murder is by game, Numbers has like a little yeah. bit of like a scan the environment to find a clue type situation going on there, too. It's true. Um, and that was a uh, I, there are still puzzles in that game I haven't unlocked because there's like a skippable clue in the in the third uh, mystery um, that like when I played through it, I just didn't find it. Uh, and therefore never solved all the puzzles, and therefore there's one, like, locked for me still. Make me so mad! <laughs> so I'll go back to that, I'm sure. Look, I haven't played Picross in a long time, so I gotta get back to it. Patrick, you gotta um, teach me how to play it, dude. Because oh, I've never so actually good, learned how to play it. I tried playing it on the SNES, you know, uh, uh, each, the SNES, uh... Switch Online? App. Thank you. That's the name yeah. for it. Yeah, Switch Online SNES. Uh, but I had no idea what was going on. I was like, this is cool. I don't really get it. it I think it's Minesweeper, but I never knew how to play Minesweeper. I just pressed until a mine showed up. So, so it would be good to learn it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's so different from Minesweeper, man. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm already well, yeah, learning w- from you, man. I would, <laughs> I would say if you're going to try to learn how to play Picross, um, the Japanese language version of it is not the place to start <laughs> definitely not i tried definitely i tried not. it had mario on the cover you know which is hard to say no to i i believe there's a, a demo for picross s4 um that lets you play through the um like tutorial phases for free cool. well there you go uh so <clears throat> my next pick uh and this is another I, I feel like so many of my picks here are based on games that stress me out when i play them normally <laughs> Uh, and I just want to experience them without being stressed out. So I'm going to propose here a doomed photographer who has to go through the same three days in the world of The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask and just photograph what those people are going through in their last three days before the moon crashes into them (laughs) and then goes back in time and it just continues to go through and every because the thing that stresses me out about majora's mask right yeah is is that you fix something right you fix something you've you've restored the gorons there's no longer snow up there it's great um and then you get the thing you need and then you just teleport back three days and then they still have their problems right like there's no fixing things for people and if you are this photographer guy who's going through the same time loop 
you can find the good things that are happening and take evidence of the good happening, right? So your camera remains consistent. So when something good happens, you have it documented, and then you'll always know that it happened, right? Because you took a picture of it. So that, that, that's my pitch, is it just a, a photo guy who's going through the Majora's Mask loop over and over again. That's so dark. I know. That's how <laughs> no, I feel. it's good. It's good. You're photographing the good things that happened. It's no darker I mean, than Majora's Mask is. I that's guess. like hiring like a, a funeral photographer. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing, but it sounds like it. I mean, I, I, I guess the, the service that I see it providing, Patrick, is that like mm-hmm. it stresses you out. So I see this photographer person like following Link around, documenting the good, and then like providing you as Link that evidence. So that way you, Patrick, are like, okay, I can keep going. This is Maybe that's like, what I'm oh, not caught cool. in the 72-hour loop forever. I like the idea that at the end of it, too, he prints it for like all the townspeople on Clock Town to be like, this is how he did it. And it's like, oh my gosh, he w- this kid was the hero, you know? Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, although I guess it would be weird if then like the, the final one, the final like trip through the, uh, the three-day cycle, if you weren't one of the people that Link helped, but you still had photographic evidence that there was like a parallel universe you who was helped, like how would you, how would you deal with that? Like that would be a bummer. <laughs> it really would be, huh? <laughs> All right, I I pitched a dark game. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I love it. I I, th- I do think it's good. It is. It's, I thought it was very dark, but I do think that was that's pretty good, man. I I, I feel like good. it is the one the one that we've pitched so far that like really makes you think. Like it really holds a mirror up to society. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man. All right, Matt, get us out of this uh, this darkness here. <laughs> well, guys, you know, with uh, with every age of darkness comes a hero. And I think in order to document this journey, we need someone to to uh, document the game of Dragon Quest, all of them, all of the Dragon <laughs> Quest. Yes, you know, like the like the darkness has come, you know, and and the only way to you gotta do like Silvando and like you gotta like take photos oh, and make yeah. everyone, and show everyone that like like the here are the bright moments that we had to live for here, you know. But outside of like the story, I mean. Dragon Quest has so many incredible creatures, and in, in their like own environments, it would be fun to see them interacting with their environments a bit more. Like, what would like a slime do? Like, what would it actually be doing? I mean, I guess it'd be hopping around, but but like, what yeah, would, like, but to do? what end? Like, why why do they do that? Why do they do anything? Yeah, but, like you get like in all these different you know geog- geographical um, areas of the map. Like, there's so many different creatures, so many different environments. Like, it's another one that I just think would be really cool to because to see like to see them in their, like do their thing. Like, yeah. Right. Cause you know, in the game, they're just kind of wandering until you hit them and then they're like bouncing. But I'd like to see like, they're kind of like Pokemon. Like what would they do in the wild? Totally. You know? Yeah. No, I completely agree. Like, I feel like a lot of the games we've pitched have like the activities that we're observing are so like intense or active that this idea of like, yeah, that's part of the joy of uh, the idea of Pokemon snap and like seeing that in the dragon quest world where it's like, yeah, what are like slimes getting up to? Are they just like, do they crash into each other? Are they other slimes? Like, th- all of that just sounds so much fun. Yeah. And you know what? Like, put it on a track. I don't care. Like, you totally. can do the different areas. Yeah. Like, and just put it on a track in each level is that area, you know? You know what? Uh, what w- the, the other part that's attractive about this to me is, like, 
Look, I, I played Dragon Quest XI S Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition for the Nintendo Switch, just as you did, Matt. Yes, um, you, it, you, you convinced me to play it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know, it's one of my prouder moments. Um, it, the, the game, you know, uh, is... Like, obviously, this, like, huge part of, like, Dragon Quest history, you play as the Luminary, right? Which is a, a character that gets referenced over and over again in other Dragon Quest games. Um, and it's just, like, that's something I only know about by reputation, right? Like, I don't yeah. actually know the other Dragon Quest games. And while the first three are available, like, their mobile versions are available on, on the Switch, um, that's still, like, seven other Dragon Quest games that, like, I've have no real frame of reference for right um and some of them are on 3ds but like do i want to play games on my 3ds anymore um some like do i have to find like a playstation 2 to play dragon quest 8 you know like it's it's all uh in the in the same way that like uh putting the mother games in in a snap style game uh lets me experience those like i just want to experience the world and characters of the other dragon quest games so I can better appreciate my time with Eleven. And I'm not gonna lie, like you know, when I Eleven was the first Dragon Quest game I ever played, and like when you when I got to like the TikTok people or whatever they're called, the talking yeah. pins, I was yeah. like, I, I can't go through these. These are too slow, <laughs> taking forever. Yes. Uh, like the game is so much more improved. Like why don't they just keep those? When I went back and just changed the style, I don't know. But like, yeah, I want to enjoy retro, the game. Yeah. Yeah, the retro is a grind, dude. It is. It's such a grind. Yeah. Yeah, does not age well in my opinion. So this is a great way to enjoy it. Yeah. So my next pitch is for Animal Crossing Snap. Aww. Animal and Crossing too too stressful for you? <laughs> no, this, this, but, but this this one I thought immediately like ooh like Animal Crossing is all about just kind of like hanging out, existing in the world, interacting with your villagers. But it, one of the fun things, especially about like um, New Horizons, is watching like the villagers interact with each other, or just walk around and like read a book, or yes. you know chase a butterfly or whatever. And so I think it would be so fun to do that and to see like, I mean, the environments that you could do are kind of like endless. There's a lot of games to pull from. You're not stuck. You don't really have to like just do an island or just do a city or just do a town. Really, you could put these villagers like anywhere, and it would be appealing to me. So the framing device that I have for it is that like you're still a vi- like a, the villagers we know you and you're customizable, but you're starting a new job with the Happy Home Academy, and Lyle explains to you that like the academy is they're expanding to rate like entire cities and islands. Um, so he's sending you on research trips to different towns, and then your job is to take photos that like capture the essence of the settlement, so that way they can praise it appropriately. That's good. You know what I like uh, about this so much, Mark, is uh, when you play Animal Crossing, your experience of the other animal villagers are limited to 10 at a time, you know? Yeah. Um, And even if you are someone who's, like, pretty readily letting people leave and new people come to your island, you still are going to experience maybe, what, like, 20, 30 different? And there are, like, 400 of these characters that most people just never even get to experience. Yeah. I I love that idea, man. I think that's a really really fun one, and it's like, you know, I kind of like it better than the Happy Home Academy game. I did not. I was really disappointed with that game, personally. <laughs> is uh is Lyle the uh, appraiser in Happy 
Home Academy. I don't I don't know the the Animal Crossing character Lyle. Yeah, he's like a little otter and um he it's him and like his niece in Happy Home Academy, I think are like yeah. the purveyors of it. I, I don't he's I don't think he's shown up in New Horizons yet. He's the one who sends you the letters that you get, but I don't think he's actually shown up. But he's like a little like blue otter. Okay, yeah, interesting. I'm I'm looking at him right now. He's cute. He's got big he is, glasses. He is very cute. I mean you can't go wrong with an otter, dude. <laughs> no, true. No, very they true. Hold hands very true. Well they sleep. <laughs> um for for a second I, I was wondering if, if we oh Hi, can you guys see me? Yeah. Sorry, I yeah. thought I lost you for a second. Okay. Um, for a second, I was wondering if uh, we, if you were gonna have to play the game as Harv, um, <laughs> the guy who has like the the photo booth in his like secret island. Yeah. No, I, Harv. Harv kind of skeeves me out a little bit. I yeah, totally too. agree. I don't go. I went there once, and then like it was like I went there to like visit a timeshare because like I got like some cool feature. <laughs> you know, it's like oh, let's go try this timeshare. It's not a big deal. And then, totally. Like, I was like, I was like, get in the car. We need to leave now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Like Harv's like skeevy, uh, like photo secret photo island where he's like bring your friends, and it's like no, absolutely not. No, thank you, Harv. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. I will say in Harv's defense is anyone that you take photos of on harv's island then you can buy posters of them to put up in in your house um and so it's a good way to if you are gonna let uh your villagers like move away that you can have a poster like take a picture and then like put a poster of them up uh it's kind of they're gone yeah i think think it's kind of it's like like what if your villager walks in and like sees a poster of themselves. What would you do? Like, like Patrick, if you came to my Mark or Patrick, if you came to my house right. and on the wall right. is like, oh, there's this uh, <laughs> Well, look, they can't. I, they I can't come out into your, your house. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be able to invite my animal villagers into my house, but they That's they can't right. come in. Oh, you're so right. And you it's used one of the to biggest be able bummers. To. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they need. <sighs> I don't think they would say anything about the poster. there there is a horse on my island ed um who is great um but he has a photograph of himself up on his mantle oh wow what are you doing i don't (laughs) know about that ed it's it's a weird choice is it like his headshot like he's like proud of his first headshots or something i guess so it's framed no well well, he so- he sounds like he needs a friend. I'm glad, I'm glad he, you're there, Patrick. He's he's a good horse. We've got two good horses, Ed and Roscoe. They're very good. Would you say he's um, a good neighbor? He's the best neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, uh, Mark. That's a good one. I, I I like that. That sounds like nice and chill and fun and a good like use of Animal Crossing. Yeah. Um. Okay. Now I've I've got some backup ones here. Um. Because. You know, we already talked about uh, Earthbound was was one of mine, uh, as as was one of Matt's. Um, so I'm gonna go with Fire Emblem, and this is another one that falls into the same thing that we've discussed a couple times, where like I do really like the combat uh, and like the the gameplay of Fire Emblem, but there are just so many games in yeah. like the Fire Emblem, and like I've beaten two of them you know <laughs> like i just want to be able to understand more about the universe without having to sink 80 hours into each one 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, 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 this is one where, because it's a backup, I didn't really have like worked out who you play as or why you're documenting stuff. Um, but it's mostly just for my edification. I want a battlefield photographer there to see how people are, like how they're dealing with the stress before the battle, what sort, like who's hooking up the night before the battle, you know, where, <laughs> where the connections are being made and then like how they fight. Um, cause I just want I, I feel like I just want to know these characters and their world better. Like I don't have any real handle on like who Marth is right? or like Ike. Like these are all characters yeah. that kind of predate me being invested in the series. If it was set taking place uh, at the um, Garen Mog, Garen Mock, mm-hmm. Garen Mock, Garrick Mock Monastery. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if it happened to take place there, if that was the game, at the, at the newest one was the Three Houses, you could be like a Colin, uh, Colin, McC- uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on my names right now. Yeah. From is Harry it Potter, Colin McCreary. Call him the fairy character, you know, like yeah, just taking a bunch of photos, you know, like you're you're the little journalist class all by yourself, <laughs> you know. Good. Yes, the Garrick Mock School newspaper, <laughs> <laughs> the Garrick Mock Monthly, which doesn't <laughs> yeah, come up very yeah. frequently. <laughs> you can cover like you know friendships being you know betrayed and stuff like that, and who's dating who, and all that juicy goss, the hot goss, yeah. you know. And it'd be like, is the professor setting these people up? <laughs> <laughs> Who's having tea with the professor? <laughs> <laughs> that's great, man. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I guess uh, that's interesting because, like, that's a very good and, like, uh, easy and, uh, like, makes a lot of sense if it, if it is all happening at Garrick Mock Monastery. But, like, I understand those characters already, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fun, man. Yeah, I I yeah. always I always feel like I I just it's just such a time commitment to like play a Fire Emblem game, right? And they get like the stories are pretty bonkers, like dealing with time travel and like it's like your kids, kids, and all this stuff. Like, oh yeah, know? man, God, I love the story in Awakening. It's so good. <laughs> it's very good. It's, I'm actually playing through that right now. Uh, I bought that while because the 3DS stop is still active. Yeah, I'm playing through it right now. So, oh, that's that that's awesome. I'm actually playing through, uh, partially because I was thinking about this. Um, I'm I'm playing through Fire Emblem. Um, it's called If in Japan, but what is it actually called? Uh, Fates. I'm I'm playing through Fates right now. Um, which is super fun and super good, and like the the story is, uh, you know, as bonkers as uh, any of the other ones. Um. And like betrayal and all this stuff, and but like I got halfway through a fight and then you know lost one of my characters and was like, well, now I got to start this over, you know. <laughs> and like if I'm just taking pictures, then I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Matt, do you have <laughs> do you have one more at this point? <laughs> or I do. We, are, are you are you tapped out? I forget. <laughs> I do have another one. I have one. Um, and this one's uh, this one's it's a deep cut, but is it was an exclusive to the Wii, but did get a sequel that went to other platforms. But I think it would be so dope to have an on-rails photography game uh, through for Epic Mickey. Ooh, that's where... so good. Oh, that's so yes. good. Thanks, man, because I think, in general, how cool would it be to just go through the rides and yeah. like make stuff happen in the rides uh, and take photos of that? I think it would be such a cool thing. Like It's literally the Pokemon Snap formula, like simple as that. On rails, yep. you go, it's like, you know, like it's like you've been brought on as Mickey Mouse to take photography for Yen State or something, uh, or you have to, you know, like, who cares about the ink stuff? That stuff, 
that, that, forget about the ink stuff. <laughs> right. You know, everything's uh, colored in. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. But you get to go through the rides and like you you get in like the vehicle. Each vehicle is based on the ride, and like it just would be so cool, man. To, to like to trigger events like that. And I feel I feel like yeah, I love that idea so much because I feel like the initial ambition for epic mickey like when you look at some of that original concept art and like oh, development art so and de- like it was whittle you know like the final game was interesting if nothing else but to see like where they started and where it ended up like i feel like with a game like this um because it's more on rails because because it's more guided like they could go back to that original kind of like uh totally. scope which would be so yeah. cool to like see that realized because I mean that the like like Mark said like that concept art was incredible. It it made it made me get the game, you know. Yeah. And I I wanted I kind of and in this version like I I kind of think lean into the spooky because it looked pretty spooky. Totally. From, uh, mm-hmm. The concept art, you know, it looked like like Five Nights at Freddy's esque, but not <laughs> as scary. Not as scary, but like not at, not you know as I mean. scary. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, yeah. that that it's so cool that because like I feel like one of the problems with. Uh, Epic Mickey is that it like sort of fell victim to the fact that it had to be a video game, right? Like th- that it was such a cool uh, like way to explore Mickey history and Disney history, and then they were like, "Well, you can't just like interact with it peacefully. You have to be like running and jumping and platforming and using ink to whatever, whatever." And like, if you're just there to witness it, that's so much better. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be sick. Because uh, you're right, dude. Some of those levels were just so. I was like, I just wanted to like, I just wanted to go on the Jungle Cruise, man. I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Some of the platforming I thought was like pretty rough in that game, you know. <laughs> um. Well, wait. Hold on. So this is this is my my mind is is racing here. This sounds amazing. I would love this. I would love to play it. Could we apply the same thing to Kingdom Hearts? Absolutely. Oh man. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my gosh! And like each world would be its own. It's like they're just flying the gummy ship to each planet, <laughs> which is like we're in Mulan world, and it's like you just see all the characters. And yeah, like that would be so good. Stuff. That'd be so it's like good. You, oh, like you could use Faraga and like you know light fireworks on fire, and then like Amushu's like, "Who did that?" Out of like cool <laughs> stuff like that, you know. That's so good. <laughs> oh man, Matt, that I that that one's the best. Uh, yeah, that, that's Epic so good. Mickey is so good. I mean, oh, you guys. That that brings up like uh I this isn't like one specific game, but just like I feel like a lot of these ones we were talking about, or even when you brought up like Kingdom Hearts, where it's like, ooh, like this feels like such a good uh selfishly, like such a good avenue, like these sort of Pokemon Snap games to revisit games that I love that like I don't necessarily have an opportunity to play that often. Like so many of like the RPGs that I played as a kid, I would love to exist in like a Pokemon Snap type world where it's like, yes, let me go through like Chrono Trigger. Let me go through the world oh, of like man. the different like areas of Chrono Trigger, but like let me do it in this like Snap type thing where I can be a little more passive. Yeah. Yeah. Even like, look, Gex is a bad game, right? <laughs> but the appeal sure. of it for me as a kid was was going into like the different genres of film. So like, let me go take be the set photographer. For all of these films, you yes. know? Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's, a, it's uh, man, I, like, honestly, the, the thing that was challenging about this exercise was, like, kind of narrowing it down to just a couple games, because there are so many, like, cool design elements in every game, right? Like, th- there was a little bit here where I was like, I should put some, like, fighting games on here, because, like, 
I like fighters, but like I don't really want to, you know, devote a whole bunch of like new time to learning how to figure out how to play Tekken or something, right? Like, yeah. I'm a Street Fighter guy, but like I want there are these cool looking characters over here, and like I want to spend time with them. I want to see what they do. I want to see what they're about. Someone designed these things, and they're great. Um, so I think maybe just every game should have a snap <laughs> version. <laughs> that a cop out <laughs> i mean i kind of with you man i mean i was thinking about li- on my list i look i've never played yokai watch but i'm like that basically follows the pokemon formula <laughs> right. and could also be like have a snap game just like yeah. pokemon snap yeah patrick Even i feel Digimon. like yeah <laughs> patrick i feel like the easiest uh every like Yes, I would say every game that I like and you can replace like, you know, <laughs> should have a Pokemon Snap equivalent. Uh Monster Hunter was also on my list of uh of alternates um which would be just like Pokemon Snap. They would be like the yeah. exact same thing except yeah. with scary monsters instead of cute ones. Yeah. Uh side note, I saw the movie and it is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I drove to El Monte to watch that at a drive-in. Oh, no. <laughs> How do but you guys I got feel movie about, popcorn. How do you guys feel about the original, or not the original, but like the uh, the um, Resident Evil movies, the Resident Evil live-action movies? I, I, I think they're fun, man. I don't think they're like, they're like their own thing. Uh, I really, you know, it's a bummer. Like, I like Mia Jovovich. I think she's really good. Yeah. Like, I saw that movie, The Fourth Kind, and it was spooky. Uh, and she's really good in it. But, you know, she's like, she is like one of the, honestly, like, I was talking to Emily about this. Uh, and she is one of the few, like, like consistent, like, female lead action protagonists. That's like, she's, she's always doing, like, really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, for the last, like, 30 years. Yeah, dude. Even though, like, some of these movies are, like, not good, it's still cool that, like, she's, you know, kind of leading that charge. Yeah, to- I agree. I-, I haven't seen the Resident Evil movies. I-, I don't even know at this point, like 15 years at least. And But I remember really liking them, or not really liking them. Maybe that's a stretch. I remember being entertained. Liking them well enough. Yeah. I feel like the, the first one at least is like pretty good, right? Yeah. Just like the games at some point, <laughs> they went full just action, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> which, you know, which is fine. Uh, but I think the last movie I saw of Resident Evil was literally just, just Alice is killing a bunch of people, like a bunch <laughs> of zombies, like like super easily, like Underworld style, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're saying well, yeah, definitely man. Resident Evil Snap, like definitely. <laughs> it could be, dude. That one could be spooky though. That one could it be. Could really, be <laughs> it could be really good. Yeah, if you basically follow the formula of like Resident Evil Seven. Oh, ooh. I feel like, like you fly can. On the wall. I feel like you can make a fan hack of like uh, Umbrella Chronicles that is instead of like shooting the zombies, it's you know you're just t- camera flashes right. every time. Yeah, anything like I mean you know we literally got a horror camera game which is Fatal Frame which like scared the poop out of me because you right. can't see the you can't see the spirits until you hold the camera up, which is so mean. Uh, but like you know there's the the camera games are great, all kinds. Of fun. Yeah. We just need more camera games. Look, I, I, I feel like we're getting a lot more of, like, photo mode in games, right? right. Like, even, uh, even uh, like, Super Mario 3D World and, and Bowser's Fury, like, have a camera sort of stapled onto it. Basically just the Mario Odyssey camera <laughs> uh, put <laughs> into, into that game. Uh, but, yeah, let's, let's take the gameplay out of all these games <laughs> and just make everything a snap. 
Um, all right. I think we, Mark, you, we, we didn't have any, any more from you, right? Like that was, nope, it, that was it. Your, your three. Okay. Uh, I just want to make sure we weren't leaving any on the table. We, I mean, we got to a point here where we were just like all games. So <laughs> <laughs> once you go all, it's like, how do we go back? How do we, yeah. Do we I mean, really, how do, how do you scale back? Um, Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys. This has been a blast, man. And it's uh, so much fun. And I gotta say, Mark, I gotta say photo finish was that's gonna make a lot of money someday <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but not for me <laughs> photo finish f-zero photo finish and uh paper captain toad rescuing mario from the photoverse oh yes um, yes 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 those <laughs> those those are the million dollar ideas in here absolutely yeah, um, thanks for having is, me, guys. yeah of course is there anything you would like to plug yeah, man, guys. Uh, I am on a uh, check out Mass Effect Adventum podcast, which is our ta- actual play tabletop RPG podcast set in the Mass Effect universe. Uh, you don't have to have played Mass Effect to listen. We've had some really great guests on, like Joven Shire from Smosh Games. We've had the voice of Commander Shepard himself come on, uh, and play and voice of Vorcha, which is really fun. Uh, someday we'll get uh Femshep on there. We'll get Jeff. I would love to get Jen- Jennifer Hale, but come on by. Maybe it. at this point. Maybe when you listen to this, <laughs> Jennifer Hale will have come on. So, you know. Oh, and Kelly, uh, Kelly Nugent's coming on soon. Oh well, there you go. Uh, Kelly's yeah. been on this show a couple times and is you know obviously on uh, same day shipping with me. Um, so yeah, you you know you like Kelly already, everyone. That's right. And you know you like Matt. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, so come check that uh, out. Yeah, check check it out. Um, all right, let's let's close out this segment here. That is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it on Facebook or Twitter, wherever you share stuff that helps us out a lot. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. The show is at Nincart Society. And Matt is... At the Matt Acevedo. There we go. Uh, and then there's also a... a facebook page which is just nintendo cartridge society olivia duncan made our logo our theme music is provided by ape betty you can get more of his music by going to ape or by listening right now from my co-host mark mitchell this is patrick eller saying thank you for listening is Will Himes, and I am a ghost writer, meaning I write other people's books for them. And I have a podcast called I Will Write Your Book, which are recordings of my meetings with my eccentric clients, such as a woman blocked after one sentence of a children's book about her dogs, a romance novelist who dislikes sex, and a man proud of having sampled everything in his local grocery store. This podcast has been described as fully improvised, played by some of the best comedians on the planet Earth. Hey, that's pretty good. That's I Will Write Your Book on Campfire Media. Campfire.